Hi guys, and welcome back to Simple Home Study Life Podcast. I am Anne. This is episode 13, and this is our month end recap for the month of May. And we're going to sit down and talk about everything that happened on the property in May and what didn't happen and the goals for the month of June. I do these because I want you to be held accountable for your property and your homestead. So I'm hoping to encourage you guys to move forward and really think about everything that you were successful at, everything that you did not do, and everything that you want to do. But more importantly, how to forgive yourself for the things that you didn't do or couldn't do or just financially could not swing. So let's talk about May and let's see what we have going on for June. Let's start with the good and the bad and the place that we all love to be this time of year is our garden. I'm I'm not happy with my garden. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not happy with my garden right now. Um, I love the design of my garden. We added seven new beds. I am about to add two more. I'm squeezing them in. And Justin's asking me when I'm going to stop, but (laughs) there's no answer to that one. (laughs) Um, So what we're going to do is um, I need to pull all my broccoli. I've got tiny little floret heads. And the blue wind was the variety that I planted and it stopped growing and basically just gave me half dollar heads and some of it's even borrowing this quickly. So that's going to get pulled tomorrow. And then from there, I'm going to go ahead. I did start because I saw it coming some purple broccolini. So I am going to be putting purple broccolini in the ground in place of the blue, um, the blue wind broccoli. Yeah. Okay. Got lost with all the bees. And then from there, I am going to um, go ahead and start some um, daikon radish. I forgot to start my seeds for that this year. I know. I don't know how I did that. I use it all the time. And then on top of that, I got gifted some purple and white kohlrabi. And I want to go ahead and put those little seedlings into the ground and um, watch them take off as well, too. Everything in the garden is put in except for my canning tomatoes. I know. I know. But honestly, our weather has been so cold, so wet, so horrific that I should not even be thinking about putting tomatoes in right now. I am trying to convince Justin to, um, which is just adding one more thing to his list. We're going to create some kind of uh, bigger polytunnel than what I have. I have a polytunnel over my braised beds. However, I need something bigger. So I need to go on the hunt of finding the right size PVC pipe to go ahead and cover my tomatoes. I, I'm going to do it. Um, other than that in the garden, we added some new vertical gardening in there. If you have not seen that yet, because I have not had time to share it on my social media sites, check out YouTube. I did add a um, couple of new things. The first thing that I added was I put raised beds, a tiny raised bed in front of my bigger raised beds. And I put a vertical garden in front of that, a vertical climbing um, trellis. So the reason why I did that was because I put it in front of the potatoes. The potatoes do not need sun to be able to mature and grow. So that is where my one of my potato beds normally is. So I put pole beans, wax variety, and a market variety that's new from seed seed savers, I think it was what it was. So anyway, so I put them in there and they'll grow vertically from there. I added another identical setup to a place where I'll be planting cabbage. And um, that is my pickling cucumbers. So I'm excited. They're up. They're beautiful. So if you need to see what those look like or what I'm talking about, I will put the link in my descriptions for the YouTube that I just posted Well, it took 12 hours to post. It was supposed to go up yesterday, but it went up today because we have slow Wi-Fi. So anyway, so that's what it is. But the best and the most exciting news of all was I got a garden tower. Have you ever seen the Green Stop garden tower towers? 
I got one and I'm getting another one. <laughs> Don't tell Justin yet. So I got a five tier one, five tier one. And I am so impressed by it. I am so loving it. Justin, who's a carpenter, was like, this is well made. This is great. I do not grow bush beans because I do not like to lose real estate in my raised beds to grow bush beans. I would rather grow vertically than anything else. I love bush beans. I love bush beans because they seem to be a lot better in flavor than the pole beans. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just my mind. But if anybody gets that, then thank you for getting that. But yes, I love bush beans, but I will not grow them. Now I'm growing them. I'm not even lying to you. Uh, each level, okay, so each level, there's five levels, holds six. So I have 30 bush beans in this tower. No, actually, I'm, I'm lying to you. I have 24 because I did use the upper one for peppers. I wanted to create a fermenting pepper to make a very softer, not so spicy kimchi. So I did grow six peppers on the top, but, but that's beside the point. You guys, if you are struggling with a small space gardening garden, or if you're struggling because you live in town or in an apartment or a condo or a townhouse or whatever it is, or if you just want to put it up on your deck or your patio to have it closer to you, you can utilize it for herbs as well, too. I mean, if you're not ready to build your, your um, farmhouse kitchen garden, this is ideal for herbs. You guys, I'm not even lying to you. The description for it will be in, to just read up on it and to see it, um, it's going to be in descriptions for this as well too, this podcast. But the YouTube video actually shows you how easy it is to assemble and how quick you can actually put it together. And then on top of that, Greenstock is giving our listeners $10 off anything purchased on their website. And um, you guys, it's great. So I'll give you all the descriptions and the links. I'll have a blog post up. I'll share it in my newsletter as well, too. I think this is my new favorite thing. I am ordering a shorter one. I am going to order a three-tier one as well, too, because I want to put that on the deck. So that's going to be the, a, a great thing to have on the deck, especially for Justin, who likes to create barbecue sauces and whatnot. I can them, but he likes to add herbs to them. And so I think I'm going to kind of put it off in his section a little bit, but that'll be nice and fun for him to have. So if you follow me on social media, you know that I am building a kitchen garden. And it sounds so boring, right, to call it just the farmhouse kitchen garden. I, I went on YouTube to see how to pronounce potager, 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 potager. And I still can't pronounce it. English is not my first language. So I, I often struggle with enunciation and things like that. So I believe... The correct pronunciation, and somebody, please correct me. Get on Instagram stories and, and tag me and tell me how to say it. Is it potager, potager, the potager garden, um, the potager kitchen garden, or whatever. You know what I'm, ta I'm talking about. Anyways, long story short, kitchen garden, the farmhouse kitchen garden. So initially, my dream was to have this beautiful, large, wrapped around the back part of the house kitchen garden, and then the the the, the whining started. I say that with such resentment, but really it's not. My family was like, what do you mean we're not having a deck? What do you mean the, the picnic table is going to be in place of this? We don't like a picnic table. We want this table. We want to be able to walk onto the deck without our shoes on. We want this. We want that. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just joking, of course, but I compromised. 
and I compromised out of selfishness because I didn't want to have to move the, they took a jackhammer and broke up all the concrete underneath the deck and I didn't want to move the heavy concrete. So <laughs> I compromised and it actually worked out really well. I ended up taking three, uh, two quarter, I'm sorry, I ended up taking a quarter of, well, actually a little bit more than a quarter of the deck to create the farmhouse kitchen garden. And I have this layout in mind. And of course, in true fashion of who I am, I already changed the layout like six times, but it wasn't changed by the base on the plans of where the beds are going to go in there and the planners are going to go. It changed in regards to when I really read up, you know, what is grown. I do want the beauty of that space because it's still someplace where we're going to sit and be, but it needs to be edible. It has to have edible and medicinal herbs in there with a little bit of pollinators running through and things like that. So the, some of it came out, the rest of it's going to come out today. I'm going to actually start raking it level and I'm going to start setting up the papers and we're going to start building it. So yes, if you want to see a tour of it real quick, um, you can look on my Instagram account. It'll be there um, until the article is completely done um, in how to set up a potager, potager garden or farmhouse kitchen garden um, and what the purpose behind it. You're going to have to wait because I really talk about the utilizing the space, not only for beauty, but for also edible purposes. Everything in there is going to be edible. There will not be one thing that I plant that is not edible in that garden. So I'm excited, really, really super excited. So follow my journey on my Facebook page or my YouTube channel or my um, Instagram account and um, you can see the phases, but there will be a final article and a final reveal in regards to my version of the protégé. <laughs> I say it like that because I don't know how to say it. Let's talk about the crappy part of May real quick. Um, so we have two sections on our property that um, that we live off of. Well, actually, we have one. We're clearing out the other. On a mountainside, we live in the woods. We're surrounded by the woods. So our main living space is plateaued. And then you go down the hill a little bit, down the mountainside a little bit. And then there's a second level that we own as well, too. We're working on currently clearing the second level. Um so mountainside living means that that every once in a while you get underground springs just pop up out of the blue. And the only way to prevent it is to redirect them into a different area. And sometimes you can't redirect them. This spring that's popped up, it's pretty big. It is actually overflowing directly into our main living space. And it's horrible. It is horrible. It is going to cost us quite a bit of money to fix it. Um, so, you know, the frustration is we're a cash on hand family. So when I plan the projects for the summer, I plan them to be started and completed at a certain time based on the budget. Okay. So each month, if and, and it also depends on if we're going to have free material to be able to use or not. The deck, unfortunately, we do not have any free material that we can find anywhere. Um, we've searched Craigslist, but with a deck, you don't really want to use recycled material if you can avoid it. So we have to pay for that. So that's going to cost us about $900 after tax. And um, it sucks, but the deck was rotted. It needed to go. So I, I sucked it up and I put it on the schedule for this. Actually, it was supposed to be May completion, but now it's going to be in June completion. These springs that popped up aren't just something that you can just redirect, redirect the water to. What it creates is a muddy, mucky mess and it causes a little bit more problems. So once the spring is redirect, re, 
rerouted, what we have to do is we have to go in there with an excessive amount of sand. So we have like to go pick up a truckload of sand and lay it out where the water has saturated the soil there because now we're on hard pan, right? So the water just doesn't seep back into the mountainside. Oh, no, no, no. It comes out, it hits a hard pan, and then there's this big swimming pool in our backyard. So we've got to um, bring in sand to do that. And then from there, we've got to bring in topsoil. And then from there, we've got to reseed it. So basically, our backyard is going to pretty much be unusable for the rest of the summer, unfortunately. And because our dogs like to run in our backyard, we have to now fence in that area to prevent them from going in that sense. So that is going to cost us another pretty penny. And we have to budget that for the month of June as well, because it cannot wait. Um, hopefully we don't have a wet June where a lot of it can actually start drying out a little bit. Um, and that's what I'm praying for anyways. But in truth, I don't know if that's going to happen. So now I've gotten, we've gotten hit with a double whammy of expenses for this month. And I'm not going to lie to you. The stress level is like, like I could be drowning right now in it in regards to the finances, but it always works out. Something always happens. And I'm so thankful that it will. And I, cause I already know it will. I mean, if I have to push something else off because I've got to run into July with this project then so be it, I mean, I can't change it. Those are our two top projects right now. It's not safe to walk, you know, to have an open deck because Strider's already fallen through it a couple of times. Um, our dog, and it's not good to have a pond in your backyard because of mosquito larvae and mosquitoes. And so we've got to take care of that. So what does that mean? That means that the rabbit barn will probably be built in October, which is not good. It also means that, um, you know, uh, luckily the woodshed is done. Um, but we wanted to build a couple of other little things for the Muscovy housing that is going to have to we're going to have to scramble to find some free and reduce free and reduce free material for that project. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And we're going to call it good. Um, I could barter some of our meat to get some siding, some metal siding, which I think I'm going to end up doing. Um, so I, that's, that's just what I have to do. I'll end up bartering some of our chicken, um, for some metal siding and, um, it'll be okay. It's all works out. I could just have to be a little bit more creative on something else, but you know, it kind of sucks, you know, when you, when you've got this whole plan out and then all of a sudden nothing. So that was the bad part for the month of May. And I will tell you, I've shed a few frustrated tears over it, even though I couldn't control it. It's still frustrating. I talk about my family a lot, a lot. I mean, we weren't born into this life. None of us were. Justin brought us along. He has a little bit of family history in regards to being able to grow your own vegetables, preserve the harvest and hunt, but they really weren't homesteaders. They lived in Utah, right in the outskirts of town, but that's all they really did. So when Justin decided that he was going to pack us up and bring us here um, to the property and just live, I was the one that pushed us towards homesteading. And my children never got it, never got it. The younger two had, at first, it was an adventure for them. They wanted to get about and do it. And they did a great job. But then as they became teens, what happens? Just like on any farm, just like on any other homestead, there's bigger and better things that they want to venture out and do. And then what happens? They grow up and they realize, oh, I love that life, right? I love that life. So I... Month of May was hard for me. It was Mother's Day, and my family was nowhere to be found. <laughs> now there's a there's the group that lives here, right? That's me, Justin, my 22 year old, going to be 23 year old daughter, 
And then there's um, Lola, who's 12, and Giovanni, who is 14, and um, well, 15. Oh my gosh, she's 15. And then we have, of course, our older children. Taylor's in California. Joshua is getting ready to go to North Dakota to work on the Indian Reservation as an EMT. Um, Jacob lives in Seattle, um, and he is part an apprentice from the Carpenters Union. And then Jared is married with um, married to Mackenzie with our granddaughter. And since this whole pandemic, you know, has gone down, it, it, we have just not been able to connect and get together. The boys live in Seattle and I, you know, they live with their mom there and it's just, you know, best because Seattle is, you know, if you don't know anything about Seattle, it's not, there's too much going on in Seattle, too close proximities. They're not maintaining anything in any way, shape or form. And I, you know, to each his own, it's not my business, but because I have, you know, uh, autoimmune issues, I have to be a little bit more cautious than the average bear. So anyways, so Mother's Day came and went and Taylor did come up to surprise me, but he did leave before Mother's Day. He had to for work. And it has just been a hard month in regards to just missing my family and not having them there with me. So I'm ready for this to be over. I'm ready for to see my family freely again every weekend, twice a week, whatever the case is. And that was the really, really, really hard part about May for me. And I think it felt in my work because, you know, I work from home on the brand. And I think it felt in like the procrastination of getting things done on the property. So, yes, that 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 was hard for me. The family aspect of it all was definitely hard for me. Out with the old, in with the new, right? It's not just reserved for New Year's. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. May is gone. There's nothing that we can do about it today. There are beautiful blue skies, a little bit chilly still, not too bad. And our workload for the month of June is intense. It's not intense in regards to a lot of projects or anything like that. It's intense because if we don't stay on track, we'll be working on on the honey to do list all the way until November. And we can't have that because once October hits the end of October, the rainy season starts and nobody wants to work in the rain. Nobody wants to work in the rain. I mean, we get rain for the next nine months starting in the end of October. And like I said, nobody wants to work in the rain. So I have got to, today is the first and already we are running a little bit behind in what we need to do. And I need to regroup. I've got to sit down and regroup. I did not sleep well last night. So I kind of just like let things go the way that it is. And tomorrow we need to buckle down with the to-do list. I've got to print it out and say, this is what we need to accomplish. A, B, C, D on the property. I mean, if I have to do it for my business, I have to do it for my property as well too, or else, you know, Justin works and he doesn't really want to get up and do anything because he leaves for work at 3.30 in the morning. I mean, I will work all the way through until dinner time if I don't have something else structured. So we are going to be tackling the blackberries. We got to clear all that out first to be able to get to the spring. And then from there, as Justin is doing that, I'm clearing what I want out from the deck side and then taking it and dropping off into designated areas and building the little garden beds that I want to do with all that extra broken up patio concrete that's there. It's going to cost us too much to dump it. I'm not one to just dump it on my property. Even though I have two acres, I, I, I might as well use it to create garden beds. Why not? So that's what I'm going to do. Um, I don't know if I have enough, though, but we'll see. We'll see what I can get away with. Anyways, 
Um, so it will be the deck this year. It will be getting the tomatoes in the ground tomorrow. And again, starting on the deck. And then from there, Justin's going to clear the blackberries. And then if we can, I breathe really heavy and I had a long pause. If we can, we will see if we can get some equipment back there to do the digging versus having to dig it by hand. But the mountainside butts right up to that fence line. And I don't think that's going to happen, which means we're digging by hand. That's going to be a lot of work, but at least the garden's in. The other thing we have to do is I've got to get my, the Muscovies out from the back here and into poultry land is where we keep our animals. We have this huge fence in area for when the coyote comes through. And like I said, coyote took off one of my chickens yesterday. So I need to get the Muscovies moved back there, but I need to build them something on their own. And Justin came up with a brilliant idea of utilizing one of our old metal tractors. And we're just going to encase that in. And that's what I was saying was I need to barter some material. So I think what I'm going to do is take these chickens. I'll take about six pasture raised chickens from our property and trade them with the scrap guy down the road and see if I can get six panels to, to make that whole tractor system completely um, enclosed off and they can use that as a coop. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. And so I'm really happy it's huge. Before I used to complain that it was too big, but now I'm like ecstatic because now I can convert it into a little mini coop for the Muscovies. So that's our plan. It's a lot of labor intensive work. I've still got to maintain the business my business, my brand. Justin still has to maintain working away from home. The kids are hopefully going to be done painting their rooms and the rest of my house can put back together because I told you where they put all their stuff, right? As they're painting the rooms, they put it, I have a thousand fifty square foot home. Okay. I got furniture in my home. And so they've taken everything out of their rooms and pretty much left it in my itty bitty hallway, my itty bitty living room, my itty bitty walkway between my living room and my dining room. So at some point, hopefully this week, the house will get put back together. Phew, that's done. But, oh, I forgot to tell you one thing. One thing. There's a mouse in the kitchen. Yeah. And if you know anything about me, I don't do rodents. There's a mouse in the kitchen. It came out in the middle of the daytime today and my daughters go squealing out. I am not a mouse person. I'm not a rodent person in any way, shape, or form. So I got left to try to catch this mouse. And here I am sweating. Like I was sweating, armpits, sweating, everything. So now the other thing we have to figure out is Justin's got to get underneath the crawl space to... Um, reset everything that's underneath there and um, to minimize where they're coming in from, which we know it's a crawl space because it happens every single year. And we need to get him underneath there to do that. So, okay, let's back up. Accountability. The blackberries need to come completely out and the, the, the trench needs to be dug to get to the underground spring. That's the first thing. The next thing is we need to bring in sand and then we need to plug up the the pond in the backyard with sand and then from there topsoil and grass seed so that's done the other thing we need to do is move the muscovies and the goslings all the way back to the back to poultry land and you're going to see that along the way as well too and then the third thing is is that we have got to finish the deck i mean that's already twenty five hundred dollars in project material that we have are going to have to manipulate somewhere along the lines and like i said that's when it stretches into the next month potentially but that's the price you pay for living cash on hand and living frugally and trying to outsource your material as much as possible so you're not having to put out that much on hand. So 
Did I talk fast enough for you on that one? Yeah, a little frustrating. <laughs> one little kinked in your project and it, it just it just sets everything off the wrong way. But the first thing is I need to catch that mouse. So that's it, you guys. That's my recap. That's what's happened in May. This is what's going to happen in June. And I'm okay if some of it extends over until July. It is what it is. And you roll with the punches and you forgive yourself for the things that you couldn't do. And that was a quick recap of our month of May. Not so quick, but it was a recap of it. So if you are in that same boat of just trying to juggle what needs to be done for the summer months before, before winter hits, I feel your pain. I'm not even going to lie. I feel your pain because with homesteading, there's always tasks on hand. So just focus, goal, try to stick to it. And whatever you can't accomplish, go ahead and forgive yourself. That's it, you guys. If you enjoyed what you just heard here, go ahead and subscribe and join me every single week as we talk about a simple homesteading life. You can also find me on my website, afarmgirlinthemaking.com and on social media under A Farm Girl in the Making, as well as YouTube. So we'll talk to you guys next week.